Okay. Morning, Randy. Good morning, William. And welcome to the Waystation Podcast, episode 21. It's going by fast. It's just going, it's screaming by. Screaming by. We have been at this for now a few months. And it's uh, like the Waystation, if you're in there and you heard all that screaming, it's because the train came right by you. Just a whooshing through. The whooshing screaming. The, the runaway train right. of lively conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm working on a headache this morning. Oh. I, I um, so my wife and I have really perfected. Do you realize in, you just in, put headache in your wife in similar in, insomniac sleeping? So, oh, you'd be so good at this. We are, we are, we are world class at sleeping poorly. Like we, we are nailing it. <laughs> I made a T-shirt one side. It's uh, on the front. It said insomniac by choice, and on the back side it said um, I can't remember. Uh, some people, some people dream of worthy accomplishments while others stay awake and do them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, are you one of those guys? You're the guy that's like, when you wake up at four in the morning, don't go back to sleep. No, I'm not Get that up guy. And do stuff. I, because I, I, <laughs> those I, guys exist. I'm I just like, play oh, that guy man, on a podcast. You what? I'm not that guy. I just uh, play that guy I on a podcast. That guy on TV. Yeah. Pulls glasses off, looks at you, winks. He's like, if you're up at four thirty in the morning, why not do something productive like dig a hole, <laughs> no, write legit. your memoir. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Steve Harvey was like, you want to get rich? Like work harder. He's like. I was like, don't sleep until eight. He's like, no rich people in the world sleep until eight. And 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 in fairness, that guy works like crazy. I, I, he has like five different projects going. And right. And he's rich, fine, whatever. <laughs> did you ever? Yeah, no, I need sleep. Did you ever know? Did you ever hear about Donald Trump's his schedule? No, I didn't hear about. Not Trump's not uh, as a president, he was the same way, but. Prior to being a president, the yeah. guy would like go to bed at three in the morning. He'd get up at seven in the morning. And you know this because, of course, he was tweeting. Well, I was going to say, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> like when you're I'm like, like oh, when does up? this guy sleep? <laughs> yeah. And he was able to um, he he uh, he had an impressive amount of energy from what I understand. Um, I had a lot of people that under had interactions with him in business as well as um in government when he was I in see. government. Yeah. And it was just this amazing amount of energy and drive. And he doesn't seem to hear any of the voices around. Uh, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. Legit. He, he just has a very, if he has a focus, he's going towards that focus. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to, we're, we're going to delve into some controversial ideas. Uh-oh. <laughs> because relate, I have a related questions about the universe. So he, he related to what you just said, he has a ton of energy and he doesn't hear all the voices around him telling him when he's going to fail and what's going wrong. Right. right? Okay. The naysayers. Okay, so forget forget about Trump for just a minute. Got and it. Let's talk about that idea. Okay. Because straight up, I think those ideas are related. So I'm exhausted all the time now, right? Like I go to bed, like it's like nine. I'm glad to hear that because I am too. Nine thirty. I'm like, okay, and the boys are coming in, like, hey, let's talk. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And so we talk for a little bit, and then it's like, boom, ten o'clock. I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm out. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. Okay. That explains some of my okay, texts to but, you. But, but then I go on. Yeah, for sure. You texted like, me at 10, 15. Like, what kind of crazy person Do you put your phone to, nap, to, to <laughs> oh, sleep? Oh, yes. Yeah, mine oh, goes at 10 to definitely. 7 in the morning. I don't get anything. Most definitely. And I have a few people uh, in my church volunteer service who are like, it's midnight. Let's let's chat. I'm like, bro, what do you what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is happening it's happening right now? It's midnight. Let's chat. <laughs> well, I know I'm joking. But like, right. I got a. It's 4 a.m. I got a 12, 24 text the other day. And I was like, huh, 12, 24. Yeah. Interesting choice. So... <laughs> <laughs> Which again is like, if there were conventions around this, 
that I would not put my phone in Do Not Disturb so that someone could text me at 1224 when it's a freaking emergency. And I'd be like, I'm on. Right. Like, right. let's do it. But knowing that it's like not an emergency, it's 1224. Anyway, doesn't that, that Do Not Disturb thing work? Like, if they text you more than once or something, it will come through? It did. It does. I, although I have a funny story about this. Dang it. I'm stacking funny stories. So Stack them up. I'm going to talk about vacation in yep, a second. Put a pin in it. But I'm going to go straight to this story because it's great. My son had a medical emergency. Like, he was out skateboarding in the middle of the night and crashed and broke everything. What was this? Uh, this is Luke. This is the big deal. Remember when Luke almost died? Oh, yeah. The collarbone. Yeah, collarbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Luke is a smart kid. So it calls me. It's on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> calls Rachel. It's on Do Not Disturb. Oh, dear. Calls again. Do Not Disturb. Now, after you call twice in close succession, it's supposed to dial through. Right. But maybe I had it on sound off so maybe it just buzzed or maybe it had it on double but i was i was good in sleep because it wasn't it wasn't during my light sleep cycle it was like during my this is um, this is my zombie you're out okay so this is kind of freaky right my kid could be dying in the street in the middle of nowhere and my kid's smart he gets out find my iphone nice he pings (laughs) you and hits play sound yeah the death charge and so it's like And, I, and all of a sudden, I'm like, from the deep, deep fog, I wake up and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, seven missed calls. I'm like, what's happening? And then I called him and everything's okay. So anyway, and push comes to shove and you have an iPhone, find my iPhones to play, guys. Right. That's all the right. way to do it. Unless you're not part of the family. And in that case, you cannot do it. Fair. Trek, correct. So yeah, if you're in need, if you're dying and we're not we're not family. You know what the other thing <laughs> I do now? Get on my family plan. That's the that's the way to go. The, you know what the other thing I do now is I actually when I put because you know most everybody's phones are on the nightstand, right? Right. My I turn mine upside down. Oh, interesting. So that I can't you can't see it when the like the, the light. text comes in and the light, yeah. light lights up. And I find that I sleep better. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. When I put do not disturb on, it wasn't too long ago, and then when I've I turned it upside down, though, so then I can't charge. You. You can't charge. Well, the down? charge pad doesn't work when it's face down on mine, at least. Oh no, no, it doesn't work on mine either. I still plug mine in, okay. even though I have the fancy chargey All charge right. thing. Back to to people that work hard and don't care what anyone thinks. So, I go on a vacation with Rachel. I don't know, three or four years ago, we go to Hawaii, and after about ten free, ten minutes, I find out that with my kids not around, I'm the most energetic person on earth. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Why? Why is that? Oh, well, so I took a vacation. We took my mom back to New York uh, for her 75th birthday. And we're like, so we took all my brothers and sisters and I could not sleep. I was so jazzed. And I'm like, I get up. It's like five and two in the evening. I'm like, I need pizza. Right. And you can go out. And I'm like wandering around. So one night I went, I was Clark and I were sharing a a hotel room. Yeah. And I get up, I get out and I'm like, I got to go find some pizza. I found some pizza. And I was just kind of walking around enjoying the the atmosphere at two in the morning yeah, i couldn't sleep yeah no so rachel on vacation without kids around that we were that were apparently committing a large part of our brain to worry about when they're around right so like yeah we're in they're sucking we're like, us dry like oh i feel like taking a nap 10 minutes later i'm up all right <laughs> what do you want to do i don't know let's go snorkeling let's okay. go snorkeling yeah so we go we go snorkeling what do you want to do next like let's go to the other place across i Grant thought it was just me I'm let's so go glad. to the movies like when, when we're like 7 p.m we've done everything and right. we're like well i got five more hours to go you know what i mean i yeah. don't know what the deal is okay so related to what you're saying about donald trump i think part of the secret to his energy is he's not carrying around anyone else's hopes and fears he doesn't oh, good care point. He doesn't care. He's caring about his own hopes and fears. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I'm with you. This is related to the hot take that we, j- I just had this conversation with a friend yesterday 
<laughs> and it comes from a son of mine. And <clears throat> um, wow, I hope I don't alienate any of, our, any of our dear friends out there. Okay, but in our family, we're kind of not a jock family. We're 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 into the arts. We're into entertainment. We're indoorsy, as we like to right. <laughs> as we like to say. I'm pretty sure we don't have a lot of jocks listening to us. <laughs> okay, well we'll find out. <laughs> or if you if you want to come beat us down, I can give you an address. Just text me offline. So um, <laughs> so we we resent. <clears throat> we kind of resent the jock. Um, I don't care about anybody else. You know, worldview. Resent is the wrong word. But you know, there's a, there's a stereotype, right? And and it's just kind of like I don't. I'm not noticing your feelings. I'm into my own head, and that's right. it, right? So my son the other day though goes on a spiel. So one of my son makes a crack about a dumb jock who you know doesn't care about anybody else, and right. my and my older son is like, is like, no, no, no jocks are happier than we are it's time for us to stop making fun of jocks I'm like what do you mean he's like he's like it turns out that not caring about anything but yourself is a great way to live <laughs> it's like i've known bunches of them i've had a couple of roommates they're now my dear friends and what i found out is not worrying about all the weight of the world and not worrying about everybody else's feelings and just being okay just being an okay person and going about your life he's like Turns out that's it's healthy. a superior way to live. He's like, they're happy, like they're they're productive, they're they're helpful. He's like, he's like, I I'm like, no more making fun of jocks. I think we need to adopt the jock life, devil may care lifestyle. I like it. I like where you're going with that. So that's, that's where he went. So back to back to Trump. I'm not saying Trump's a jock, but I'm saying that he's definitely <laughs> that stereotype, right? Right. And how Trump feel he about himself? Hear the he's noise. Like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> How do you think people feel about you? Probably good. I don't know. They, they, they probably it love me. Like that's literally what he said when he asked him. Like they love me. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I think sometimes that comes across as egomaniac or or even narcissist. Uh, but sometimes it's just no. It's just a guy living his life. Okay, so the friend of mine that I'm talking to is a friend who who is he's he's such a good person. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's such a good person that he literally carries the weight of the world. Like on his shoulders, like, so he has been really, really stressed out the last couple of years with every horrible thing that's happened. If like, if there's a, a an incident involving race, right. he is sad about it. And right. he has been, he's been tweeting about it nonstop and marching about it. Right. And every single thing, um, that that's like that, um, he feels keenly because of, because of some difficult times he's had in his own life. Right. And because he's just a good person. Right. Right. But recently. So this last six months, he's gotten a major punch in the face. Just a lot of difficult things happening in his family. So difficult that he can no longer carry the weight of the world. He can only carry his own. Right. He put own, it down, picked up his own. Put it down, picked up his own. And he's decided, as he's looked around at who is helping and who is not helping, based on that and on this clip that he saw from the comedian Dave Chappelle about courage. Right. He said, I want to be as open with my with my and comfortable with my beliefs as Dave Chappelle is with his. And he's oh, interesting. Like, and, it, and it's literally the comedian Dave Chappelle is making him be far more uh, inclined to share the gospel. Oh, interesting. And far more inclined to not give a crap about about anybody's nonsense. So like he he's he's taking it upon himself to just say stuff like, 
oh, I don't know what to do about this, that, and the other thing. It's like, you should probably take that to Jesus. He's just saying that <laughs> to people who like are like, what? He's like, that's your only hope. Sounds like good advice. Well, but he is feeling way better, not trying to carry the weight of the world, but to but just being transparently and overtly himself, who, by the way, is a good person. I'm not saying that he's just a jerk all the time. Right. But I am saying that he's no longer being quiet all the time. So he, he lives in Oregon. And in Oregon, they have all kinds of really yeah, weird, they have weird stuff. Weird political stuff happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, weird's in the eye of the beholder. Isn't it, isn't it like you know, Target has their uh, quarterly sale where everything's free? You yeah. just go in and take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're having a lot of weird things like that happen, and and he is again one of the first people to protest, but 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 not sticking around for the riot. He's right. like, what is this? You yeah. know what I mean? And so he's being really open about that now, and people people are. And people are kind of weirded out. They're like, wait, I thought you were, a pro I am a protester, but I'm not a rioter. Who's burning stuff down? Cut that out. Like he's right. being really transparent and he's feeling better. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I think that's a, a good lesson in life in the first place. It's just kind of like, okay, remember what you can carry. Remember what you can't carry. And if you, you know what you can't carry when it's really bogging you down. I find myself like in times of stress, that's really I cannot look at social media at all or even regular news I, I'll, I'll get my news in snippets. Um, and I still think I'm well informed, but I'm not, I will not deep dive into any specific stories, stuff like that. I try yeah. to stay away from it. I think it just causes too much consternation. Okay. Here's why you are doing the right thing. And here's why you should always, always take that course. <laughs> when my, when my son, Lucas, he's a passionate kid. And when he was like 10 or 11, He's, he took to uh, politics. Oh, yeah, I know. He's, he's like 10 or 11. Okay? Oh, I know. Because <laughs> you've talked to him before, right? Oh, I'm one of the 50 milers that we oh. almost burned up in the forest. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, yes. And uh, he got in this big argument over something. <laughs> and I can't even remember what it was, but it was like five on one. And he was... <laughs> bringing it you know what i mean and uh, when i say this is like this is a debate right but there were five sure. guys like just attacking him about what he what it was he had said and uh and, and it was just just the lucas lucas just out there with his sword you know kind of fighting off the rest of them it was awesome yeah. I mean, by the way it was the dumbest argument ever but sure yeah because it was teenagers arguing about ideas not, not yeah usually. you know there's no prefrontal <laughs> cortex to help them understand that no one one time, Lucas was in an argument with his with his brother, and his brother's like, "You're just a disaster waiting to happen." He was like, "Oh, I'm not waiting to happen." <laughs> <laughs> That's Lucas when he's in combat. He's mode. got witty too. That's <laughs> the best part. But do you know what though? The funny thing was is that when he was shoot, when he was that fifty miler, he must have been twelve, maybe thirteen. No, Something like that. I mean, he's young. But anyway, yeah. yeah, he was young. So I wondered what he was going to do, right? I wondered how he was going to take that passion and where he'd channel it. And I was actually unbelievably impressed. By the time he was 16, he was fully engaged in being just a flat-out leader amongst his peers. He's like, we're doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. He, you know, your little hamster car that he, he drives around. Yeah. He'd drive around. He'd have five kids in there, and they're going off to help some guy move. You know, yeah. or they're going off like, hey, so-and-so, we found out that they're, you know, something's broken over there. He grabs two of his buddies and he goes over there and does it. I found that to be super inspiring. Yeah, super he, inspiring. he's a good, good-hearted. Hey, while they're on their man. missions, I got to tell a story. So 
um, Lucas when he was uh, because I'm gonna tell this is a prom okay. story. This is prom season. Okay. Okay. I just got back from Utah with Liam, my COVID refugee. Yes. And he hurt himself. Oh. Uh, on in track. By the way, I don't know you could do this, but evidently what happened was he was doing long jump and he went to do his takeoff. His spikes slipped a little bit, which caused a hyperextension, which caused his femur to jam down inside the knee and touch the bone of the tibia. Yeah, I, I thought this was not possible yeah, without major damage. The, the by fact the way. that you're sharing this. Uh, over the air with words instead of with pictures is thank you sir like please do not post any photos about this continue <laughs> so he collapses and you know da 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 and uh we have a there's a therapist uh, named rogan taylor in provo utah who is one of the best therapists uh, physical therapists in the country so he checks it out he spends all this time with my son saw him after hours because he knew i was flying in from california and he's like well this is what happened you know, you it looks like what happened. The top of your femur slammed into the to the uh, top of the the bottom of the femur, top of the tibia. And yeah. he says, you've got a contusion inside your knee. That's this is just a bruise, by the way, for those of you. Yeah, it's a the, bruise. The He's like, it's one of the most painful things you can do to yourself. But the great news is it doesn't require surgery. That's awesome. Yeah. So Woo, then I'm up dodged. there for prom. Right. Prom comes up in a few days. So I just stay. And prom in Utah is an all day affair. Oh, dude, it's the I mean, it's beautiful, but it's also crazy. It's crazy. I mean, these <laughs> kids are leaving at like 10 in the morning. They're going and doing these fun activities and then they come back and they get ready for the dance yeah. and then they go out and then they have pictures. This is new. Like when I did prom in Utah when I was a kid pitchers were at the dance but yeah. because of covid i think there's I not know. like the pitcher station at the dance anymore so everybody hired photographers Her, their own photographers yeah like the groups so this is okay. a group of 10 kids and That's they fun. all you, know, you the, probably get way better pictures in that deal they did they look great <laughs> yeah. and so uh they were saying they were telling us like oh well it's going to be at this place the pitchers and, and parents are welcome to come at least that's how I heard it. <laughs> so I'm trying. My son didn't know exactly where it was. He just knew it was at Thanksgiving point. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'll just go there and I'll I'll chill out in the parking lot until until uh, it's time. Yeah. And I'll go out and take some pictures of my own and send them to my wife, who was upset that she couldn't be there. Of course. Yeah, it's a big moment. Right, big moment. And so I'm like thinking I'm funny. So I snuck into a grove of trees. And I'm videotaping them. Evidently, that's not funny. It's just creepy. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> so my son like kind of walks over to me and he's like, he's laughing. And I'm like, but it's kind of an uncomfortable laugh. And I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm like, where, where are you guys taking the pictures at? And he goes, oh, over there. And he goes, but, you know, I, I think it's funny that you were videotaping through the trees. And uh <laughs> I don't think they think it's funny. <laughs> uh, what so, kind of a world do we live in when a middle-aged man can't walk around and record beautiful teenagers <laughs> through the tree in a semi-private way? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wasn't really natural... trying to hide. I was just being silly, you know. But the, but again, he's a COVID refugee, so none of these kids they know, don't know who I am. You. They don't know you. Exactly. They don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last night, 
last night I get a You're like, so there's a warrant out for my arrest yeah. in, in three counties. Uh, <laughs> so he texts me and he says, Dad, maybe you should just take off. So I left. But then the, today, this was on, uh, that was Saturday. So today I get a text from him. He says, hey, Dad, can you send me the creeper videos? <laughs> The creeper videos. <laughs> anyway, so I, I got on proms because uh, your son asked my daughter to prom. Oh, right? yeah. Yes. And I remember I was talking to your wife at work about this, and I'm like, oh, is Lucas going to go to the proms before they asked? And she goes, I don't know. You know, he doesn't tell me anything, and he I can't say anything about it, right? Because Lucas is a very independent soul. All your kids are. Yes. And so she would try to get information well at some point this is before she's like he's like so lucas is a year behind francis right and he goes to your wife i'm thinking about asking a senior girl that has no drama (laughs) and i'm like so your wife told me that and i said oh he's asking francis and she he she goes i think so (laughs) but we didn't know yeah well none of us do so yeah so, but he did, yeah, and they had right. a great time. They had a great time. They really did had a good time, well, and then they became very good friends good after that. Good I mean, friends. they were fr- good friends before that. But sure. Francis is anyone that knows Francis is she is no drama. There's right. just none. She's actually in a drama sponge. You can put her in the middle of a drama situation, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of goes away. It absorbs the drama. Yeah, she and she doesn't super seem super absorbent drama. Yeah, it doesn't seem to like you know if it's a superhero that usually absorbs powers like that, it like gives them. You know, they become the powerful one or no fatigue, you know, or or like they're absorbing the the badness out of someone. You know, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't seem to bother her. She could just do it all day. They had a great time. I actually ended up chaperoning that event. And so I got to see him having a good time. It was fun. It's a really lovely event. Okay, circling back to the thing that we kicked this whole thing off. Wait, did you go to prom? I definitely went to prom. Yeah. With the lovely and talented uh, Casey Travelstead, who's a Facebook friend. So I don't know. Maybe she's a listener. Casey travel stead yes is that maiden name yes that's she, an interesting um, name it was a great time we actually um our young men the the leader of our youth congregation um had a had a nice car and he would he would occasionally loan it out to people Ooh, nice um so i took the i took the corvette to to prom oh nice and uh, uh we had it was a, a traditional black tuxedo at the time we did cumberbunds and odd vests and and, Same. And I, uh, I wore red Converse. That was that Ooh. was, I was because that was crazy like that. You're it's, taking it's it. It's basically the crazy socks of its day. Right. Right. Like I'm different than other guys. Red I Converse. Wore red Converse. My and, wife uh, wore um on under her wedding dress. She had white uh, Doc Martens, <laughs> which I thought was really cool. Instead of heels. Those are very cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm just contemplating it, and I'm excited for you. Yes, that's, it was very a great. Good. Look. I went to prom with Jenny Hughes, who is was my girlfriend at the time and mm. I we had this 15 passenger van as a family. I took all the seats and then I put in cushions throughout like all the sides so I made a giant like yes. like uh, sectional so, coach so, you know, in yeah. and then I brought my a TV, you know, back then there were tube TVs and my stereo and I hooked it all up. I wired the whole thing so it was like a big theater thing and then um so we were going to go, we did all the stuff all day long. And then we did the dance and then we, uh, went and this sounds horrible, but we parked in the parking lot of the, uh, church yeah. and I ran an extension cord and we watched movies. Nice. Well, watch the one two movie. of you or were there other, other, other it was people? just us. 
Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, that was senior prom. Junior prom we had. I went with a, a with bunch a of people, but yeah, this one, you know, I had been dating her for a long time, so. That the my date Casey Casey a lovely and talented girl um we were friends and we were like in this friendship click kind of a deal and um but then like years later she's like oh I wish you'd kiss me that night I'm like what what <laughs> like, I'm like, come on like you gotta give guy warning <laughs> I missed that one I was protecting the friend zone like a like a like a noble gentleman all right and you're noble gentleman you are <laughs> there you go and it paid off hey you got the lovely and talented Rachel my life didn't didn't go badly but. Um, well, now I feel like I'm just kind of wasting the callback because we're talking about way cooler stuff. But the callback, I'm going to finish this story. Lucas got into politics when he was like 10. Oh, how did I interrupt that? I'm sorry. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not an interruption. I'm just, I'm going back there because I want to finish this right. idea. You're right to stay on social media because one day he walked into the kitchen when we were all standing around <clears throat> and he was chuckling to himself. And I'm like, what? And he's like, and he's like, well, this guy started arguing with me on Twitter about this political idea. And here's what I said back. And he and he read his tweet back. And it was reasonably smart for a 10-year-old, but it wasn't smart. And and I realized I literally turned to Rachel. I'm like, have I been arguing with 10-year-olds on Twitter for the last three years? <laughs> and she's like, you definitely have been. <laughs> like, so the reason you should stay on Twitter is that there's an okay chance that you're arguing with a 10-year-old who thought he was who's super just, clever. Who's just trying his ideas out. <laughs> Just finding his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting? You know, I think that uh, social media, there's been a few studies about social media about how it actually doesn't reflect the majority of what people think. Oh, no, no. This is amazing. Okay. So there's only 2 million people that post on Twitter. There's a a couple, 120 million-ish active users. Right. 2 million are people that post. And of those, like... 75% 75% favor one political party and not the other, which means which means that, do the math. Okay, there's there's 350 million people in America, maybe right. 400, I don't know, 350. So one-third of people are on Twitter. Right. 2% of one-third. What's 2% of one-third? Like, I don't know. 33%, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one and a half percent or something. It's one and a half percent of the country. It's tiny percentage of the country right. are on Twitter. Tiny, tiny, tiny percentage are talking on Twitter. Right. And it, and then and then you figure in there's a bunch of foreign people that are on there. So, like, you would read that and, and, and think that and, – and, and there's even bots. For those of you who don't know what bots are, people program semi-intelligent computers to read a conversation that's going on and form a semi-reasonable response and post it in there. But it's always – to get clicks, and so they're inflammatory and they're clickbait, but they're not actually a real, a person. real person. So you could be talking to a ten-year-old, right? Or you could be talking to literally a, a bot yeah. intended to trick you into clicking something so that they get an advertising impression. Right. Regardless, hardly anyone's on Twitter. Twitter is not the voice of the world. It is a voice in the world, but it's not the voice of the world. So I found the most interesting part about Twitter. I find there's there's an entertaining part to me. And then there's a useful part. So the entertaining part was, is I joined every political, you know, being a political junkie, I love to watch the debates and all this other stuff. So what I did was I yeah. joined everybody. I followed everybody left or right, center, yeah. neutral, whatever. And then I would watch them as they posted during, they would post live during the debates, which which 
greatly enhanced the fun of the debate. Right. And it's like, you know, it's catcalling. Like, you're participating in the catcalling. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And it was super, to me, it was super fun. It was kind of cool. You know, all that other stuff. The second way, which is more interesting, is as a consumer. I had heard that if you post on Twitter and tag whatever, you know, brand or product, whatever it is, on Twitter, that they respond really quick. And so I tested this. The first time I did it was, I'm going to say the brand, and the reason I'm going to is because they actually did it right. Samsung. Okay. Okay. We bought this Samsung refrigerator that we really loved. It was, by the way, have you been appliance shopping lately? (laughs) No, I have not. What the heck? Dude, how much do you think a refrigerator is? Just like a good one, a normal good one. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's like four grand. I'm like, you might be able to get like an apartment grade one. Cut to Randy's kitchen. Holy smoke, dude. Not good appliances. Dude, yeah, if you got to change out your refrigerator. No, look, look, we're talking about remodeling our kitchen. And look, the last time I remodeled the house, it was was my first house. It was literally a 600-square-foot house. Right. And I did almost all the work with my own bare fingernails. I still remember the, the... the drywall dust like permeating my boogers for weeks yes, for months, months, months yeah, right? Never goes away. So so when I think of remodeling, I'm like, okay, A, a lot of hard work, B, a lot of elbow grease, not a lot of cash. True true stories. All true stories. Historically true stories, but not at, at this age, you don't want the Randy scraped it together with his fingernails kitchen. You no. want nicer kitchen than and that. And you live in a very nice house, and so you nice need house. to go higher. And so Rich is like, I want this certain kind of oven. Uh oh. Which one? <laughs> Dude. The first that, version she sent me was like $9,000. And I'm like, uh oh. It's like Wolf, uh, Thermidor. Are you talking about those ones? <laughs> Thermidor, Wolf, or. She or... shopped it because she's a reasonable person. We got, we found one for like five now. But here's what it is she wants um, the, the space we're going to put it in, it would look, she wants a really big stovetop. Right. Um, Six burner. Because, yeah, because she wants to, she wants to, because we cook side by side cook. all the time. Yeah. And it'd be cool to just have a little elbow room to do that. Yeah. Right. And it's and, beautiful. And she's like, it'd be cooler if we, um, and she's like, and I think the stove and oven thing should be together. I don't like the stacked oven thing that we have now. I want to, I want a left, right, side by side oven with the stovetop. Okay. That, and that's just big. That's big. So, that's which, big. Thir- what, what I brand? Don't, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm into that stuff. Oh, I see. So you're into it now. Well, uh, suffice it to say, I have done a little bit of appliance shopping, and it is a little bit terrible. Yeah, no, it's crazy expensive. Okay, yeah. so back to Samsung. We okay. bought this uh, cool, they call it the Chef's something rather, mm-hmm. and we paid some ungodly amount of money. Right. And uh, and we got it. We loved it. I mean, it was beautiful. We we enjoyed it. We really liked the layout. It looked beautiful, everything. And the ice maker break broke. So we Dude, called what them what is up. it with ice makers, man? So I actually know the how answer. Can, how can they not just... Get them to work. I know the answer. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so mine s- configuration is a two-door up, two-door down. Yeah, oh, I like those. Very nice. So the freezer's on the bottom and the and the the refrigerator on top Yeah. with the indoor ice machine and water. Got it. I call the warranty people. They come out there fixing the ice machine again, and the guy's sitting there going, this is not fixable anymore. And I said, why? And he says, well, it looks like they repaired it on this date. Yes, they did. And they did this to it. I guess so. And he said, well, that was what Samsung told you to do then. But now they're saying, don't do that because it ruins it forever. So their fix, their tech note, right, which was applied on my (laughs) And I'm going, so I call up. They say, call Samsung. 
So I call Samsung. They're like, you're out of warranty. We're sorry. Blah, blah, blah. They were polite, whatever. So I go to Twitter and I there write, what's up, Sunlight. Samsung? You, you failed me. You know, I buy your highest end refrigerator and I can't even use it. Right. They write back. We're so sorry. This is the public part. We're so sorry about your uh, experience. DM us. So I DM'd them. They gave me, they sent out their own tech from the corporation, checked it out. Sure enough, they did it. And then they said, we're going to pay you the entire amount. I owned it for like two years. They just, they just refunded you? Cash. They just sent me a check. That's awesome. For the entire amount. Yeah. Including taxes. And I'm like, uh, oh, and they refunded me the extra amount that I paid for the uh for the extended warranty for the extended warranty, and then they said, "We will only do this." And I'm thinking to myself, "This is awesome because now I'm going to sell it, right? And I'm going to make money now." So I'm thinking, <laughs> but they did ask me to sign a contract saying you wouldn't sell it because, of course, it's a defective product, right? Oh, and they're like, okay. "You, we want you to cut the cord, show us the cord and a picture, and then we'll send you the check." And I said, "Well, I need the refrigerator." until I get a new one and I need the money before I get the new one. And they said, okay, well, just promise you're not going to do it. Pull the sticker off with the serial number. And uh, when, you know, just promise us you'll never sell it to anyone. And I said, that's a fair deal. And so I haven't, we still have it. Wow. So that's our garage for refrigerator. It's a garage. Yeah. Because it works. It works. It works good as long as you're not trying to use the ice maker. So uh, when we first moved into our rental house in. But uh, all that happened off Twitter. Yeah, no, no. Twitter is actually good for that's that's actually a nice value of Twitter. Yep, is customer service yep. because what you're doing is you're bringing it out into the open. So these conversations that might have happened in private yep. where they can just screw you. They're like, yep. I want to screw this and guy in front of everybody. They were they acted I'm assuming, very. Did you say something nice on Twitter after that? Uh, yeah, I said, you know, thanks Samsung for blah blah blah. I've done it since then. I've done it several times with different things, and works like a charm. It's great. Yeah, you can't be so hyperbolic. Cheap, so, we got, so in Santa Clarita, when we were renting, I found out the weird thing about California is everywhere else, when you rent a place, they have a fridge. Yeah, well, not In California, here. they're like, bring your own fridge. Yeah, I'm bring like, your own fridge. Really? <laughs> so we rent a place, and there's no fridge, and we go, we go, and I find, because it's LA, I find this place is like, we refurbish super high-end fridges, and like, I'm like, yeah. ah, so I went and got a super high-end fridge from a condo complex that had been refurbished, and put it in, and it was great for like, three weeks or, oh, no. or something like that and then it's broke so i'm like Burk. and so i went and got and then i found out the cost of fixing it was about this about the cost of a new cheap fridge so i went and got a new cheap fridge and um we've had that ever since but like the thing with the cheap fridges so first of all it still works which is great right um, but uh the thing with cheap fridges though like little things like the ice maker works but it sounds like there's an animal trapped yeah. in the ice machine. So like when it's getting, I don't know what the deal is, but when it's like trying to kick the ice cubes out, right? it makes a clicking noise for like 15 minutes. It's like <laughs> click, 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 click. And I, I literally a couple of times I checked. I'm like, sounds is like there there's an a animal trapped in here? I'm like, no, this is just the sound of making ice. And so the sound of making I've just ice. gotten zen with it. Like the, the random clicking noises in the kitchen, it's just the sound of industry providing cold water for so, me. Here's when you know you have arrived. The very best refrigerator uh, is Sub-Zero. Could Samsung make a fridge for the price that you paid that, that would never break? Well, so Samsung, 
Could they? Bless their hearts. Um, no. They're well, they're very tech forward. Well, so here so it's interesting because I read Samsung on their appliance line as we have made some not so good stuff in the past and we're trying to make it good now. And the way I read that is their warranties are longer than anybody else now. But with say say Sub Zero, right? Sub Zero says <laughs> we're just gonna build the best refrigerator, and you're gonna have to pay the cost that that makes. Okay. I disagree. So I, I want to disagree. Point. I want to get to my point. It won't hurt my, my feelings. Dis my disagreeing point is this: when Rachel and I are looking at different kinds of side by side ovens, right? There's like the fancy German brand that I've never heard of. Mealy, right? huh? Mealy. <laughs> No man. Oh. <laughs> and, and are you then impressed that I know these things? And then there's KitchenAid, which is oh, like you know, okay, yeah. a Merriam brand. And then right. there's like the cheaper stuff, right? Right. And I say I say to Rachel, and I mean this, like Rachel, I, I'm down to spend more money, but I want to know that there's a meaningful, like quality difference between this and that. There like, is I, if you go to Wolf. Well, but okay, so but my, my but my mom bought a fancy uh, dishwasher. And like all the plastic stuff breaks off just like it does in my cheap dishwasher. I'm like, I want to know if I buy the fancy one that it's that it's made of freaking platinum, like that is not gonna break. You know what I mean? And it's you're, gonna you're gonna break. be okay if you buy like with a range, right? A range and an oven. If you're gonna go high end and you want that quality, Wolf, Thermador doesn't have that quality or that it has the same esteem. Uh, and then the other one is, uh, shoot, I just forgot off the top of my head but hmm. yeah no thermidor uh, or a wolf is definitely your i think the top of the line well then we shall see unless shall you go see. commercial we stuff see. you can do commercial stuff we'll see where it ends up but it it's for sure so we, we uh, uh part of what, the reason we know this is because i live through clark right who's who's now built i think he's on his fourth house that he's building and he's had to put those things in uh, and he's not a person who likes to put those things in because uh, he f he feels like it's um, you know he wants to make sure that he's he's spending no, the he money properly. No, he cares about value. He's not trying to just get wolf so that he can say that it's wolf. He wants it if it's good value, right? Right. So he's he's been through. I, why why can't I think of the other one? It's really famous. It's uh, you basically at the top is wolf, thermidor, and darn, what's and wrong darn. with me? Darn it sounds like my brand. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the one I'm getting. Because the the other stuff is you know there's there's varying degrees, but you know Bosch is is the top end for your uh, home consumer. No, Bosch is your top end for your dishwasher. Well, that's the one that my my parents got. But Bosch has different levels. It had crazy like things broke. They got just got a new one. It looks really nice. I don't yeah, know. the one thing right. Bosch does is by the way we have a Bosch that I got a dented one, which I'm very happy about because they did a good deal for that but they uh it i can't hear it which is great yeah but no, it also is like is, is it on quiet. no it's really weird like you have to open it and the steam comes out you're like oh yeah no it's actually washing in there top and i'm typing in All right, top William, what, what are your hopes and dreams for this summer um are you, are you traveling this summer i don't know what we're gonna do uh our friend my my kids want to work yeah. For the summer. Um, some of them want to go work for um, our friend Richard. Uh, oh, and awesome. then uh, who's opening a crumble cookies up here in Valencia. Mm. And then um, 
Liam, depending, I mean, he's going to apply for his mission call uh, and maybe leaving in August. I mean, he turns. Wow, you're going to have two out. He leaves. Yeah, he has August 11 is his birthday. So um, at this point, we haven't really had much travel plans. Uh, We like to go. I have a lot of friends that are going to Hawaii and a lot of friends that are going to Cancun. And there seems to be some sort of like, wow, we're going because COVID times makes it a little bit less expensive or whatever. And I don't understand it. Like, I, not that I don't want to understand vacationing. I think it sounds fun. I don't want to do it. I keep looking into it. But I keep running into like, okay, if we go on this date, it's a good deal. But this kid has to miss school for a week. If we go on this date, everyone's out of school. But this kid has to go to, oh, he's a, he's a groomsman at a wedding. Right. If we go on this date, he's going to be doing a summer internship. Like, I don't understand how people, do they just ditch their stuff? Or do they... Or are they just better at planning than me? Like, I, I don't know what to do. Here. I don't know. I mean, I've seen that. Like, I keep looking at people like, oh, we're going to go to Europe. Yeah. You know, and like, wow, that'd be really cool. I, I think I'm I actually think I'm afraid of traveling to foreign countries where I don't understand the language. For me, it's right during COVID times. I'm afraid of traveling to a place where I don't trust the government to get me safely home. Right. Which is pretty so, much everywhere. So right I had now. a friend that was trying to get me to go to where I, where I served a mission in Ecuador. And he went, by the way, and had a great time. But he's like, you want to go? And I'm like, I don't want to go on an 18 hour plane ride and leave my kids at home and go to Ecuador. Like, I don't trust Ecuador. Yeah. I love Ecuador, but I don't trust it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, and like if push comes to shove. They don't care if I make it home. You know, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have a I have a client who's stuck in. um He's stuck in like Cancun or something like that. He flew down there. He ended up getting COVID. And then his COVID caused some kind of heart condition that now he can't fly. So he's been stuck for a year. He could drive, but it's too. I feel like this is a tee up for a a multi-part like comedic drama on TBS. Do you know what I mean? Stuck in paradise. Yeah, like it's, it he, sounds he like a horror. He told me, he's like, it's not, instructor. he goes, it's a beautiful place to be stuck, but it's only beautiful for, a, you know, yeah. a little while. <laughs> so point you've seen the sunset. But I have friends, that, you know, they just went to Costa Rica. By the way, have you been to Costa Rica? No, have you? Yes. Are you it's a fan? It's awesome. Is it? It's better than Mexico. Like, Mexico, no, I think, Mexico might be a little be, prettier. used to be fun like that, but I heard Costa Rica is the new fun thing. It's pretty cool. The people love it. If you could take your family and you had the choice of going to the Bahamas, Costa Rica, or Hawaii, where would you go? Hawaii. Why? Have you been to Hawaii? Yeah. What do you like about Hawaii? Uh, I've been to Oahu. Uh, we stayed in Waikiki, and then we've been. Uh, we went to Maui, uh, where we stayed near Poipu, and uh, I just like to say that word, Poipu. Yeah, you do. Uh. It's a great place. I I just I found it to be breathtakingly beautiful. Maui is, yeah. And I found myself. Did you take your kids? No, it was just my wife and I. We went twice as part of our our company. You know, does trips retreat. Yeah. Um, I would go Maui. I like better. I just liked it. I think it was very. I I liked that it was first world, right? Yes. I don't have to worry about drinking the milk. Right. When I went to Mexico, you do have to worry about we went to the milk. What's that? <laughs> you do have to worry about paying for the milk. Yeah. Because on on, a, on an island, it turns out one of the things you don't have a lot of is places to graze. And yeah, so finding, yeah. It's very expensive. Finding milk is expensive. So I, I think I would go to Hawaii. It's just, I think it's less stress. 
I really want to. I think now I'm interesting. I've only I've, I keep saying I don't want to go out of the country until I hit all fifty states, and I have two left. Um, I think I've said this before: Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah. And I want to go hit them and just kind of get out. But and I think I would love to take my wife to say Paris or something like yeah. that. But I'll be honest, I'm I don't I'm not into travel enough to be like super comfortable with it. Uh, you know, I'm going to a foreign country that I don't speak a language. Interesting. I went to Italy once and um, kept trying to speak Spanish to everybody. It's so funny. You can't, I can't, I can't turn it off because Italy, Italian, it's, it, it's, it's close. Very, it's close. Right. But no cigar. But it's not the same right. language. So I just say stuff to them. And then half the time they knew Spanish. So they'd be like, take me there. And then half the time they're like, hey, man, I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, oh, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing how. You're in, you're in a third you're you're in another country that's speaking another language that you're using another language to talk it. Seemed to work though. Yeah, you went. You had a fun time. I, I have a recommendation. Uh, no, I was there on business and oh. I was only there for a couple of days. Um, it was fine. Um, but uh, dude, I one of the places that I've been that everyone's like it's cool, you should go. But I didn't actually know if I believed it, and then I went and I believe it is the Great Wall of China. Oh, I think that would be cool. Do you know? how cool that place is my brother who is. is a school teacher he had an internship during the summer that they went to china and they took the whole family and cool. they he spoke he's uh not spoke but taught english and uh they i mean it's like one of like the adventures of their lifetime and i think that would be great but he uh i just have never i don't get it i don't understand sometimes I can get myself sucked into a, a vacation that can that costs a normal amount, right? Where I can't, I, it's hard for me to plan one. To plan, to plan for one. So, so my sucking in was what our vacations are: get in the car and start driving. And we're like, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll end up in North Dakota or South Dakota or something yeah, yeah. like that, and then drive back. You know, I've told I've told that story. Oh, but, I didn't go there on vacation. I was there on business, and I went twice for three weeks. The first time I went, I was like, I gotta get out there, and I didn't go. The second time, I'm like. Looking at the weather at the trajectory of the company I was with, and I'm like, this company's not gonna make it. <laughs> this, this is the last time I'm gonna be here. So I forced it and I went. And there's a bunch of different places you can go to the Great Wall of China. And the one that I chose to go to, because the guy in the lobby had the little placard telling you to go right. to that one, was one that had that, that instead of hiking up, you took a ski lift up to it. Right. And then uh, there was like a half a mile of restored where you could walk around. Right. And then um, and then to go down was an alpine slide. What? Yeah. This oh, is the thing. Okay. And you're like, why would you take something beautiful and pristine like the Great Wall of China and turn it into Disneyland? I'm like, don't why ask. not? Don't ask, man. It's fun. <laughs> okay. So, but first the cool part, the pristine part, the like, oh my gosh. So I, when I think Great Wall of China, I'm like, yeah, big wall on, like on hills. Right. No, man. No. Big wall on the peaks of mountains that look like the mountains in like when, when you're in the Salt Lake Valley and you go look up and you see like shadowy right. mountains. Right. Like somebody built a 20 foot tall wall along the peak line ridge for <laughs> 4,000 miles. And it's still standing. And it's still there, man. So, so, so I'm out there and I look and I just see this sharp jagged peak and I just see this sharp jagged wall going on top. I'm like, that's amazing. So I was truly, truly stunned by that. Um, anyway, on the way down though, <laughs> Okay, so wait, you, are you on the way down on the alpine slide? Yes, I'm nice. excited. I'm like, oh, because I, I I've been to a bunch of alpine slides up in Park City. We go all the time, right? And you go really fast and you slide out and you like 
break your arm and it's Wait, did great. you fall off? Uh, I've never fallen off, but I've definitely scraped myself up. Okay, yeah. pin it, pin, I'll put a pin on that one. I <laughs> fall off. All right. So we're going down this alpine slide and I'm like, oh, this is my, I know how to do this. Well, turns out alpine slides in China have a Chinese military police person every eight feet going, slow down. Slow down. slow down with an AK-47. Go slower. Slow. Slow down. And so they took all the fun out of it, like 100% of the fun. So I'm like, so I, what I decided to do is I wanted to go fast. Right. So I waited as long as I could wait for the person in front of me to go so I could at least have a little bit of fun, right? Right. And But they're like, go, 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 go. So I'm like, I toughed it out, and then I finally went. And I only got like one turn in. I'm like, really fast for one turn. And then I was like, boom, I was behind the slow lady in front of me, right? Oh, no. So then all the dudes behind me are these guys from New Zealand. And apparently New Zealand is also a thrill-seeking bunch. Right. <laughs> and they wanted to go fast. So they, they all kind of get behind me. And like, boom, 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 boom. Like four guys logged log down behind me. because Not just because they're saying to slow down, but because the lady in front of me is apparently terrified of going anywhere faster and than following zero. directions well, she slowed down so she slowed way down so we're going like creepy 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 slow and then the guys behind me are like boy this is this is bad go faster lady go faster they're kind of kind of yelling and then Oi. finally someone's like everybody push your sticks all the way down we'll use inertia <laughs> so, so the six people behind me start pushing my cart and i Boom, I pile into this lady and she looks back and she's kind of scared. And I'm like, well, there's no use steering now. So I just push it all the way down. And so seven of us are pushed all the way down our sink and we start going fast. We're going fast, fast, fast. And then the military police guards are like kind of jumping at us, like kind of like grabbing for us. And then the lady in front of us is freaking out. She starts like grabbing at weeds as she goes by. And those guys are in the background, well, use Anasha. And so we go really fast all the way into the gate. And then we, and then we come to a halt. And I'm like, because now we're all coming to a halt at the end right. at the exact same time. And now we all got to look at her in the face <laughs> knowing that. <laughs> Where was she from? And, and the, well, she was, she was from China. So, oh. and so, and so we climb out and we're kind of standing there. I'm, I'm alone, by the way, I'm traveling by myself. Right. Right. These four guys are just like, well, now I feel a little bit bad. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like, let's all take a picture. So they tried to turn it into a positive. So the lady totally posed for, for, a, oh, picture, really? for a picture with us. These are the guys that tried to kill me. <laughs> uh, the only way that story's better is if it, they were all Americans because they're like, oh, dumb Americans. Dumb Americans. Yeah. Well, no, it turns out New Zealand. New Zealand is. Were yeah. they Australian or, or Aussies? Or are they Aussies or are they Kiwis? I think they were New, I think they were New Zealanders. New Zealand. That's yeah. awesome. So, we, I w so with that one at Park City, we were out there. Yeah. And uh, we love that one, too. We like to go on it. And it's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of fun. And, of course, you're going and you're trying to – you are trying to go fast. And they let you. They yeah, let they you let go you go fast. fast. But, like, to those of you who've never done it, you, you have full control. Or if you if you just never use the brakes, you'll go so fast that you'll just fly right out on a corner right. and skitter across the grass. So I go down. Rocks. I go down and I'd, I'd read like online, like how to get going faster without falling off kind of thing. Oh, cool. And uh, one of the things is tighten your core into the, into the thing. Like I'm like, how in the world does that work? Right. <laughs> what does that matter? Like just, uh, it's just the inertia of my, the weight that I yeah, am. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. My, my core. So I tried, what my core wants to do. <laughs> yeah. I tried flexing my core. Yeah. And 
underneath that belly, there actually is a core, I guess. And I, yeah. and, and I did, I went really fast. And so I, this was like the last one of the day. And there's this 10 year old girl that's on the the track next to me. And you know, the last, the last thing they tell you is no, um, no racing. And so I had asked them, like, why well, do you always way, say that? They have a side-by-side -side track. So there's, right. there's, there's you and another track that goes right, right next to you. Right. And no, like, racing. no racing. No racing. And they let you go at the same time. Right. And they let you split it up by party. So yep. it's you against your little brother, but no race. Or my son, yes. No racing. <laughs> but no racing. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to go. And this little girl goes, oh, it's on, right? So she starts going. She's like 10, right? So I start flying down. I'm flexing my core. I'm doing this stuff. <laughs> I come down come and it was William on. Pulling his shirt up, like yeah. look at my abs. <laughs> Check out my accepted one ab. I have one ab. So it's my I'm one going pack. through the curve. So I make a right, and then it comes down, ran to a left, and now I'm going onto a straightaway. And I forgot to flex my core as I came into the straightaway. <laughs> and it, I, I know. I mean, I've been down that thing a hundred times. I got one wheel up onto the curved part on the thing. Oh, and it just ripped me off the track. Oh, wow. And so yeah, I just boom, go tumbling. And by the way, the last thing I asked them, like the last thought I had in my mind before I left the starting line. Before you left this earth. What kind of idiot of falls off an alpine slide? That's what I thought to myself. <laughs> what kind of, that was the last, I am not kidding. That was the last thought uh, that, that came across my mind. And so I go down there, I fall off. I'm almost to the end. Yeah. But you know, when you do that, they make you do incident reports and all this other stuff. Do they really? Oh yeah! Oh, that's hilarious. They, they they said that someone falls, someone goes to the hospital almost every day. Yeah, they told me. I so it was I'm more like, like a Chris Farley situation where you just sit up and go, "What the heck was that all about?" No, I did. I got up, and by the way, I was injured. I could feel it. Like I know my like. Well, that my thumbs were not supposed to go that way. <laughs> like well. So I grab the sled. I put it back something. on, and I get going right. And I'm trying to get to the end. Well, all my kids are down there, and. Normally, they meet me at the bottom of the track, so I was thinking, oh, I'll be able to hobble off to the left. They'll be able to grab my cart and put it off to the right where you're supposed to leave it. Yeah. And none of my kids are there. And I'm like, oh, crap. How am I going to get off this thing? I know my leg is injured. I know my, uh, you know, my, my, my arm hurts like crazy. My face feels like it's on fire. Country. And my thumbs aren't working right. Country four New Zealanders are like, let's take a picture, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, mate. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So... I, uh, I'm looking around and finally one of my sons sees me and he looks over and he points to my other son and says, I don't think dad's okay. <laughs> so they come and get me. And of course, you know, and the, so we get the, the sled off to the right. I jump over to the left. My wife is looking at me like with horror on her face. Evidently I looked bad yeah. and it was, my whole face was black <laughs> and bleeding and I'm like, just take a picture of it so I can see what's going on, you know. And I, she takes a picture. I'm like, just help me to the bathroom so I can wash it up because I really didn't want to get it sucked into the whole, you know, Rigmarole. make an incident report, and yeah. I didn't want to go to the hospital or whatever. So I we finally get this all done, and and uh, of course the kids are taking pictures of how stupid I was. I lost my glasses. I couldn't see anything, <laughs> and uh, then I get a call from Tris. And he goes, hey, I heard you're in uh, Park City. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, by this time, I could talk a little bit, you know. And I said, I fell off the Alpine slide. And he goes, oh, send me the pictures. <laughs> so I sent him the pictures. He goes, yeah, I did that last week with my granddaughter on the same oh, thing. No. <laughs> Yeah. So evidently, the last thought of, in my head saying to, uh, you know, what kind of idiot falls off the Alpine slide? Well, me and Tris, uh, evidently. 
our kind of idiots. Yes, sir. our kind of idiots. And I would have. It would have been the best run ever if I just kept my abs tight into the straightaway. You know, a lot of people talk about their six pack abs. Like you may have a six pack, but I've I've got a keg. Yeah, <laughs> mine's a pony keg. <laughs> there you go. Hey, everybody, this has been the Waystation Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Randy. I'm William. Have a great day. <laughs>